All right, everybody, we are going to begin in five minutes, and we will begin the live feed in five minutes as well. So if you want to find a seat, uh, America's General Michael Flynn has some information uh, that he likes to bring to you. So if everybody would find your seat, we'll be beginning in five minutes. So 
Good evening, everybody. Who is glad to be in Las Vegas tonight for the Reawaken America Tour? Well, I want to welcome you. My name is Jackson Lawmeyer. My wife, Kendra, and I, we serve as the pastors of Sheridan Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, also, I serve as the founder of Pastors for Trump. And as you know, uh, today is a very sad and interesting day in our nation's history with the arrest of President Trump in Fulton County, Georgia. And uh, we're going to have some information for you about that here very soon. But I want to welcome you. I, I want to welcome all who have joined us uh, online as well. And for those of you who are watching online, if you are in the Las Vegas area, I want you to know that we still have about 12 tickets remaining for tomorrow's Reawaken America event. And uh, you can go to timetofreeamerica.com, and you can request a ticket. we got about 12 left, and so if you're in the Las Vegas area, be sure to come and join us, because who in here has been to a Reawaken event? All right. Are they not the greatest thing this side of heaven, having the time of our lives? And so, now, Pastors for Trump, I just want to give you a little introduction into what Pastors for Trump is, why we are doing what we do. The largest voting block in the United States of America is the evangelical voting block. Unfortunately, evangelicals have dismal voter turnout. Evangelicals just don't get out to vote. But did you know if evangelicals would get out to vote and vote our value system, we would win nearly every single election we have in this country if evangelicals just got out to vote? So the dilemma arises, how do you get evangelicals out to vote in 2024? Because you know this, we're going to have to turn out in mass, in mass to win this election. So how do you do it? Well, one of the factors I believe to mobilize the largest voting block in America is to mobilize pastors because Christians listen to the advice of their pastors. And if we can mobilize pastors to tell the evangelical community, get out and vote and vote your value system. Now you say, well, that's not telling them who to vote for. Well, if they vote their value system, my friends, I guarantee you they will vote for Donald Trump in 2024. Because we have never had a president move the needle for the Christian agenda like President Donald Trump. I can just give you a few things. Do you all remember when President Clinton, Bush, and Obama all promised to move the embassy from Tel Aviv in Israel to Jerusalem? They all promised to do it, but guess who did it? Donald J. Trump. And it was also President Trump that struck the Abraham Accords. And then probably the greatest thing President Trump did for our nation 
was appointing three Supreme Court justices who overturned Roe v. Wade, sending the issue of abortion back to the state. So we've got a lot of work ahead of us, and every single month we hold a prayer call for our country and for President Trump, and we have different guests that join us. And I'd like to encourage you to go to pastorsfortrump.com. It's pastors, the number four, or F-O-R, dot com and to register for our monthly prayer calls because I am a firm believer that the words of Billy Graham ring true today, that in order for America to get back on its feet, the people of God have to first get down on their knees in prayer. The greatest weapon we have in this fight between good and evil is prayer because our hope is not in a political party. Our hope is not in a political leader, but our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ exclusively, who is the hope of America. And so every month we pray, and I'd love for you to join me in those times because it's absolutely incredible. And we are fully convinced that in order to make America great again, we first have to make America godly again. Does anybody agree with that? That's the first step. And so we are thankful for what has taken place. And people say, well, uh, what is Pastors for Trump doing right now? Well, this will encourage you. Right now, we have over 10,000 pastors, a part of our ranks, and Pastors for Trump in all 50 states ready to mobilize for the 2024 election. With that brings a, a, a lot of heat from the media. Can you guys understand something? The last thing. The mainstream media and the liberal left is a bunch of pastors encouraging their people to get out to vote. So the Rolling Stone, the Washington Post, the New York Times, they all have attacked pastors for Trump. They have attacked me. And what it really feels like is getting thrown into, you know, a, uh, a body of water full of sharks and alligators. And I, I heard a story one time that I think really resonates with where we are as a nation. There was a very wealthy man and he had too much money to know what to do with. And so what he did was he built an exotic pool in his backyard and he filled this pool full of sharks and alligators and he invited all of his friends over to see his brand new pool. And they're standing there and sure enough, inside the pool is sharks and alligators and they're amazed. And the wealthy guy says, hey, I tell you what, if anybody here is brave enough to jump in this pool full of sharks and alligators and swim to the other side, I'll give you anything you want. I've got so much money, I can give you anything you want. Well, about three seconds later, there was a splash in the pool. And there's this guy swimming for his life. He's dodging sharks. He's dodging alligators. And guess what? He made it to the other side of the pool. The wealthy guy said, holy smokes. I was just joking. I didn't think anybody would actually jump in the pool, but you're brave and you did it and you made it to the other side. I'm a man of my word. I will give you anything you want. Just name it. I'll give it to you. That man who just finished swimming with all those pools, you know, those sharks and alligators, he caught his breath and he said, you know what I want? I want the name of the person that pushed me in the pool. That's what I want. What's it like leading pastors for Trump? I'd love the name of the person 
that pushed me in this pool full of sharks and full of alligators. And actually, I know his name. He is here with us. Will you welcome America's General, General Michael Flynn? All right. Wow, what a, what, a, uh, what a time, right? What a time. So I used to work at a, I used to work at a church. I'm not going to talk about my, my, uh, my religion or my faith too much. I'm going to talk to you about reality that we are facing in this country right now for a few minutes. But when I used to work at a church in the military, you got to, you know, you volunteered for all kinds of stuff. And what the, what the, uh, the priest, in this case, I'm a Catholic, he used to like, tell all those people in the back, you got to move towards the front and nobody's going to leave church after communion, right? Can't leave church. So he would have everybody come up. So come on up. Part of what I'm going to do too is I want to make sure we have some people in the back that we have put back there because I want to make sure they can see the screens. I mean, there's a lot of little housekeeping things because this, we're going to put 6,000 people in here tomorrow. 6,000 people, okay? So I don't know where everybody's staying, but I, I can tell you that the Trump International Hotel, this is the most, yeah, this is the most they've ever had. In fact, it's completely booked. So that, that particular hotel is the most they've ever had, completely booked. And so everybody that's staying here, you know, one of the things I like to point out is I want you to take Good care of the, and this is where, whatever hotel you're in. Take good care of these people. Let them know that you're here attending something called the Reawaken Tour. Because frankly, the city of Las Vegas would not allow us to have this in, in the main city. That's why we're out here. Okay, that's why we're out here. I'll talk a little bit more about that over the next couple of days, right? Sin City. Sin City wouldn't allow the Reawaken America Tour to be in their city. It's amazing. That's why we're here. So this beautiful tent, you know, they're gonna, we're going to try to do some things here for the next couple of days. But this event and the lineup of speakers and people that we have coming here are going to blow you away. This is probably one of the most epic Reawaken America tours that we've had. It really is. It really is. So, you know, I, what I like to do sometimes, and I'm going to do it right now, because normally, and I asked those guys if they had a, wireless mic and I'll I may mess around with a wireless mic tomorrow and go talk from the uh, from the body of people but you know I have I have about size 12 shoe and and my feet are about halfway over the edge of the stage okay and I do this I do this a lot because it's like a metaphor for where the United States of America is at right now okay we are at the we are at the cliff and we are going over. In most cases, I jump down off the damn thing, and I say, we're already in the abyss. We're already in the abyss. I mean, as I stand here and speak, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they got Trump going into Georgia there. So, you know, you're probably breaking news on your, on your phones. They're going to take them in. They're going to book them. They're going to, you know, stick a mugshot of them out there in the media. I mean, you know, if, if it's just unbelievable to me because... I know what persecution is, but you know, the greater the persecution, the greater the promotion. 
And don't forget that. Don't forget that. I get chills just saying that. These people are going to attack. And when I say these people, I'll put names to it. Okay, so I'm not going to go through the litany because that you all know who I'm talking about. If you've been paying attention to all the different people that, that surround the leadership of the Reawaken America tour, you've heard us talking about this for a couple of years now. You know exactly who I'm talking about, the World Economic Forum. This week alone, this week alone, we've got probably 75, we've got nations in South Africa that represent about 75% of the world's population. Nobody's even paying attention to that, right? That's called the BRICS nation, right? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. And there's about another 10 nations that are all sitting in South Africa. And you know what they're deciding today? They're deciding whether or not the United States dollar is still going to be the currency of choice for everything. And their decision, I, I guarantee their decision is going to be that it will not be. And this is what happens when we have weak, pathetic, corrupt leadership in this country. And we have weak, pathetic, corrupt leadership who, in, in fact, 99% of the time, the guy doesn't even know he's at home. I mean, you see him. How many of you saw Trump last night on Tucker Carlson? Yeah. <laughs> even, even the cameraman. That's awesome. That's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the last number I heard was 184 million 184 million. Now, how many, how many of you, how many of you saw, how many of you saw the loser debates? Maybe a few, huh? Maybe a few. <laughs> Maybe a few. Because you had, you had a tough time. You had insomnia or something, right? Insomnia. See, somebody's calling me. People call me constantly, right? People call me constantly. So, there is so much going on around the world. There's so much going on right here at home. We all know what the problems are. I mean, we can lay them out, but you've got to understand that these are not problems that are happenstance. You know, when you talk about, there was a, there was a big agreement. In fact, the White House recently just put out, actually it's a couple of months old, but it's basically this agreement between Canada, the United States of America, and uh, Obrador, the, the uh, president of Mexico. And it basically says, wide open borders. Wide, so this is not like, oh, we got problems because we don't have a wall, or we have some issue down there at the southern border. This is intentional. This is intentional. So just that, just that example alone, we, when we talk about you know, the border invasion, I use, the, I use the, the phrase, and people from the military, and thank all of you for your service, people from the military would, would know what the term killed in action, killed in action. Okay, we have over 100,000 Americans killed in action just by fentanyl alone. Okay, hundred, over 100,000 Americans just this past year killed in action. And, that's, and that, they're killed in action on the streets of America because of Chinese introduced fentanyl through the criminal cartels coming through Mexico. I mean, if you don't think that we're at war, uh, over 100,000 Americans are dead from fentanyl alone. And actually some of those are, are law enforcement professionals that had to deal with this stuff. You know, and, when, and I'm talking about this like, you know, what can we do about it? 
This is what happens. This is what happens, folks, when we get lazy and when we get apathetic. You know, you have, you know, Jackson, Pastor Jackson Lawmire's up here. And, you know, these, gonna, these folks, over the next couple of days, we're going to fire you up. We're going to give you, for anybody that hasn't been to one of these, I know Jackson or Yasha, how many of you have been here? Okay, good. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for coming. You know, I know that we have a couple of people that have been to every single one. This is our 21st city that we have been to in this country. And our next one, our next one's going to be, in, uh, we're going to go back to Florida. Uh, middle of October, we're going to come back out here to the West Coast. We're going to be in California in December. And then we're going to start up. And we're going to start up in uh, January. We're going to go month to month to month. We are going to be like we're marching towards victory, okay? But like I always tell people, and I'll, you'll hear me say this again and again and again. Every time I get up, because every time I get in front of people, we will come. We will come and we will do these things. And we're going to present you with all kinds of just, you know, unbelievable people. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of information that you're going to be inundated with. Anybody that's been here, there's been a few of you here, you know what I'm talking about. What we offer to you through this Reawaken America tour, number one is to, you know, get involved in your, as a, as a citizen of this country, get involved. Number two, you're going to hear all kinds of options, all kinds of ideas, ways that you can get involved, ways that you can get involved in your local communities or ways that you can get involved nationally. You know, you'll hear from Moms for America, as an example, right? It's a national organization. They're, they're, they're in every single state. Kimberly Fletcher's been running this thing since 2004, and nobody was listening to her. Nobody. Back in 2004, for, for a number of years, when you go back and you look, she's out there pounding the table about the filth that was being taught in our schools. Nobody was listening, right? Nobody was listening. And now all of a sudden, you know, our house... Our house is on fire. Our house is on fire, right? And like the, you know, Uncle Joe says, I don't care. You know, he, he cared about his Corvette and his cat. How many watched that speech? Just outrageous, outrageous. I mean, right now I spoke to a, a friend who's a pastor in Lahaina today, Lahaina, Maui. You know, if you're going to say some prayers here over the next couple of days, you pray for those people that are in that, in that beautiful, beautiful place, and I've been there, Lahaina, right? The possibility exists that, is meant that at least half as many of the people that died on 9-11 may in fact be dead. That's how many numbers we're, we're still talking about, somewhere between eight to 1,000 people that, that are still missing. They really don't know yet. They really don't know yet. And the response... The response by our government, and I'm going to stand, and I will say it because I know it, because I've been digging in and researching this thing. In fact, if, and I'll, I'll mention something if you want to help in a second. But the response has been not, not really, I mean, I, I like, I'm almost in tears because I know these people. I served over in Hawaii. I've been on all the different islands. And it's just, these are beautiful, beautiful people. Children, children, right? Our, our nation, our nation is far better than the way we've been acting. And we're not acting incompetent. You know, yeah, there's some incompetence in some of these things. There's some incompetence, I, and I'll admit to that. 
But this is not about incompetence. This is about the direction that these people want to take our country. And so as, as Jackson gets up there and talks about, you know, the faith-based community of this country, he's, at, he's exactly right. This, the, this evangelical body in our country, you know, during, during presidential elections, during presidential elections, and yeah, I still have half my feet off of this stage. But during presidential elections, which is when we have normally the greatest turnout, of all those people that are registered, right, we have our greatest turnout during a presidential election. Off-cycle elections, we just had a few off-cycle elections. I'm paying attention to all these little off-cycle elections around the country. And we're getting like 35% turnout, 40% turnout, because people go, ah, you know, that's somebody else will do it. Somebody else will get them involved, right? Presidential elections, we still have 25% of those who can vote don't. Do not. It's only like 75% of those who can actually vote, those who are registered to vote, vote. 75%. That means 25% are sitting on their rear ends at home, probably complaining. Okay? Th those days are over. Those days have got to be over. Because if those days are not over, then we're done. We are done. Now, the evangelical, let's talk about Christian voting. Christian voting. And we're a nation built on Judeo-Christian principles and values, and we should be absolutely fearless about these. We should be fearless about who we are as Americans. The one thing that I, I do understand is this is why I'm so, like, fired up. This is why I so know that, that we, we are already standing on victory because in our DNA as an American citizen is something called freedom. So the, the evangelical crowd and the Christian crowd, the Catholic community, because I'm going to say something about Catholics here in a second, we represent about the voting, the voting body that votes. About 67% of the voters out there are Christians of some faith. Some faith. Yeah, that's good. But what, what's happening, that's good. And I'm and I, so positive, good, right? Right? But then it's like, I just told you about the 75%. I don't want to throw numbers at you. I'm just telling you, we have got to get our communities off their rear ends. And you know what? Because he's, he's a buddy of mine, Pastor Jackson, you know, he'll tell you it's about the pastors. Sometimes. If you've got a really good pastor who's a really good leader, and he's up there telling you, look, these are the kinds of people that you've got to go vote for, and these are the kinds of issues that you've got to go vote for, and these are the kinds of things that you need to do in our community. Right now, they'll get in trouble if they say, you know, vote for Trump. Right? They'll get in trouble, right? It goes back to the Johnson Amendment. They'll get in trouble. But every pastor, if they're not standing up there talking about this country 14 months, 15 months from now, they're not going to have a church to stand up in. Okay? Yeah, there you go. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. This is what I'm talking about. We have got, and if you don't like your church, if you're, if you're like going to church and it's like, man, I, why do I got to do this again? Why do I got to do this? Go to another church. Go somewhere else. Find something across town. If you're not getting something, if it's only because you're like, it's close, I got it. But you know what? 
We have got to get ourselves fired up. We have got to get ourselves motivated. We have got to get ourselves involved. Because that, that 60-something, 67%, I mean, a lot of them are voting for people, and you kind of go, oh, wait a second. I mean, for 40 years, folks, for 40 years, we had the, the right to life issue, right? We had the abortion issue for 40 years. 40 years. I'm a Catholic. The largest voting bloc in the United States of America are Catholics, okay? The largest voting bloc in this country are Catholics. And the breakdown of Catholics between Republicans and Democrats, it's close to 50-50. So there's, a, there's an audience out there, there's a targeted audience out there of about 35 to 40 million people. Some of you are in here tonight. And there'll be, a, there'll be some in, in, their, in this room over the next couple of days. People who love this country, people who believe in what the direction that we need to keep going, people who believe that they're, when you look at your, your children or your grandchildren, right? I have, I have children and I have grandchildren. And I look at them and I say, God, I cannot turn this country over as a Marxist communist country. I mean, I wish I wasn't up here talking about this. I wish I could have retired from the military and gone and done what a lot of guys at, at my level go and do, right? They go work for the defense industry. They go, you know, they go have a great old life doing nothing much, right? Because they already spent three and a half decades or four decades in some cases serving the country. But I can't. It's not in my DNA. And frankly, it's not in your DNA. It's not in the DNA of America. So, you know, I use this phrase, local action has a national impact, right? Local action has a national impact. There's a, and I, I just spent last night with a group of about 600 people from a little town in California called Temecula. Temecula. Riverside County, right? Riverside County, right? Temecula. Temecula. So what did they do? I mean, they're like, it's like a revolt. I love it. They are like revolting. And that their, their school district that they flipped the school board on, which has been fairly recent. So, and they, so now the governor, the governor of California recently is trying to force, because they're back to school, right? They're trying to force this book, this book back into the school. And the book is like about, it's just, you know, it's, it's like so gross. It's so disgusting. Even me, as, you know, as, a, as a tough Irishman, I mean, but they're trying to force it into elementary and secondary schools. And one of the characters in it, one of the characters in the book is a known, arrested, previously, pedophile. Okay? And the governor's trying to force this into the school system down there. So the school, the school board, they're fighting them back. The county, I mean, the, the leaders in that community are fighting back. And they're fighting back. And you know what? So that's, that's, that's one, one little town, Temecula, in a nice county down there, Riverside. But what does the governor of, of, uh, of California do? He's suing them, suing them for a million and a half dollars. Suing them. I mean, it's like, what? come on. So this is all just money going around in circles. This is how you know, insane these people are. So they're suing them. So what the people down there said, fine, we'll pay it. We'll pay it. Sue us. Sue us. There's a group of ladies down there that I met. Wonderful, wonderful ladies 
And so what they're doing in the, in the local library, because they tried to insert the, this, these, I mean, this is serious. They're trying to insert these books into the libraries of the school. They were able to push them out, so they put them into the local libraries in the county. So there's a group of ladies, and they constantly go in, and they check all those books out. I mean, that's, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant, that's like tactics 101. So as soon as one lady, you know, she knows, you know, Tuesday, she doesn't want to pay the fine, so she goes in and her buddy comes in and checks it out, right? I and, and I'm probably busting them. I'm probably busting them, but it's like everybody has to decide. And this is now my, my sort of note to you all. Everybody has to decide what your purpose in life is going to be, frankly, for like now until next November. Okay, I'm talking about next November of 2024. Because I can't, I'm not going to stand here and tell you everything's going to be rosy. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, Trump is going to win, that, you know, we'll have a fair election. You know, on this, uh, you know, the best case solution is that we have a fair election nationwide and the best person wins, right? And that, that's like a no-brainer who that's going to be, right? So that's a no-brainer. I mean, there's no way in the world, given what Donald J. Trump already did as a president, and this ain't a rally for him because I, I've had my moments. I talked to him the other night. And he knows I've had my moments with him, right? Best case, fair election nationwide, and we're going we're gonna to get him back in office. Worst case, worst case to me is unimaginable. It's unimaginable. I can think about it. I can think what it is, and I can think the kinds of scenarios that, that we could see in this country. This is why this is so important. And every time we come to one, every time we do one of these events, every single time we do one of these events, and this particular one, I think we've, I think we got thrown out. It's like being thrown out of a bar, right? I mean, I'm Irish, right? And as a kid, we had a lot of fun. But we were like thrown out of like six venues. So we look, we look, we look. Oh, yeah, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. And here we are. So this is, this is a God thing, okay? This is a God thing. So, so you're going to start to see, you know, today, tonight, you know, the breaking news. He's probably down here getting booked right now, mugshotted. You know, they'll, they'll push the, a picture out. It'll be ugly. There's, a, there's one floating around that's a fake, it's a fake picture of him. So, don't, you know, don't worry about it. What I'm telling you is don't worry about it. You know what, America, you, you take a deep breath, and we got this. We got this. I will tell you, you know, and, and, I, and where I started about Trump Hotel and who was staying where, because people are staying in other places. I want you, when you go back and you stay in these places, treat these people like, you're, like it's your own home. You're going to find, particularly in the Trump Hotel, because I know the management there, these are wonderful, wonderful people, and I, my, my sense is, is the other places that you're staying, you know, they want your business. I mean, we we're filling up three or four hotels. So treat these people well and, and, you know, treat it like it's your own home. And you're going to find an attitude and a culture that all the stuff that they describe Trump as, right, this, this you know, whatever, they, whatever ugly words they use to describe him, you can't have the beautiful enterprise of hotels, resorts, golf courses, wineries, 
worldwide with the culture of such a positive attitude and be a person that's described like the, the way that, that the, the media describes him. You just can't be that way. Hell, he's divorced a couple of times and his ex-wives still talk nicely about him. I mean, so I am very, very serious about what we are facing. Okay? And if there's a guy that pays attention to everything, everything, it's like just rattling off in 30 seconds about what's happening to the global currency in a meeting right now that's represented by about 75% of the world's population. Okay, the national leaders that are sitting in a meeting down in Johannesburg, South Africa, represent 75% of the United of the global population, and the United States is not there. Okay, because of weak, pathetic, corrupt leaders, and frankly, the Uniparty, the Rhinos, they can go to hell. And and you know what? And I will, I will meet them. I will meet you. Where's the cameras? I will meet you at the gates, and I will kick you in your rear end on your way in the door, all right? All right, now, now, the, now somebody's going to, somebody on MSLSD or DNC, they're going to accuse me of inciting, inciting violence because I'm going to kick somebody in the rear end. You know, my father's deceased, but I would say, meet my father. Because, boy, I got enough knocks across the head, right? Can't do that these days. Can't do that. Okay. Everybody understand where I am, you know, where I stand, right? Okay. So I want, and I will tell you, this is exhausting. This is exhausting. It's exhausting, I'm sure, just from where you're at, watching the media and watching all this stuff going on. You're going, God, isn't somebody going to wake up and go, you know, we're going to fix this? We can fix this? Don't wait for it. In fact, they are not going to do that. They're going to double and triple down. So we have to quadruple down. We have got to stand up. We got to step up and we got to speak up. We got to speak up for our families, our faith and our country. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you all. You know, it's hard to follow something like that. Is it not the great General Flynn? Don't you love him? <clears throat> you know, I was just with General Flynn in Oklahoma. That's God's country, by the way, in case you don't know. Uh, in Edmond, Oklahoma, he was speaking at Armstrong College, and he wrote all of his remarks down on a piece of paper. And, and he just, one of the best speeches I've ever heard him give, and I thought to myself, wow, what kind of talent is that? But you know, if you know everything already, and you fought for this country as hard and long as he has, then you know exactly what to say. So I was very impressed, that it's just hard to go after somebody like General Flynn, but I'm going to do my best to try. So, hello, patriots! I said, hello, patriots! I am Pastor John Bennett, and I love God, 
I loved my family, and I loved this God-blessed constitutional republic that we call the United States of America. And I want to point out two things very quickly before I get started. First is we're going to pray real quick. Secondly, because I know that the fake communist news media will be watching and trying to discredit what we say somehow, I just want to make this very clear before I get started. My name is John Bennett. I'm a retired United States Marine. I'm a pastor of the, the Word of God, and I approve this message. Let's pray. <laughs> Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your great power. And we praise you for your truth, Father. Father, we're grateful that you have set us free from the clutching grasp of sin and death. Lord, forgive us of our sin and heal this land. Father, please be with your people here and right now. Lord, extend your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness. And grant us freedom. Provide us your protection and empower us with your strength. Father, we pray that you would bring a great reawakening, Father God, a revival and a renewal of your presence as we have never seen before. Father, we ask that your name be proclaimed and that all plans to silence the name of Jesus would be thwarted and crushed. Father, we lift up President Trump and we ask that you surround him with your protection, your love, your grace, your mercy, and your justice be done. Lord, expose that are committing, those that are committing evil and turn their schemes against them as they attack President Trump, his family, and we, the people. In Jesus' mighty, heavenly, gracious name we pray. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Woo, glory to God. Why would we rejoice? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we have freedom in the great United States of America. And right now, in this free country, the ungodly are attacking President Trump for trying to protect us. They're, they're attacking our freedom. He has been and is continually under full assault for doing all he can to protect us and this constitutional republic from being destroyed. So we, as Christians, pastors, and patriots, we've got to lift him up in prayer. And we've got to put feet to our faith. Quit saying, I hope this happens. And start saying, I claim this to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, so many today, they don't have freedom because they don't have Jesus. And you know what? When I run into these people, you know what I always say? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He'll make a way where there ain't no way. He rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no Jesus, that, nobody that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. That's the Jesus that we need back in our country today because he can save your life. Hallelujah. We got to tell everybody about Jesus. Why? Because we are in a war for the very soul of this nation. And as a nation... As we see in our founding documents, it was built upon God's word and God's will. Now, I want to make this very clear to everyone in here tonight and everybody watching on live stream. Acts 4 and 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else. 
For there is no name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So when I say God, I'm talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great Jehovah Jireh, the first, the last, the beginning, and the end. Jehovah Rapha, the great I am, the one who says, it is finished. That's the God I'm talking about. And that God is telling you tonight, church, everyone, you've got to rise up, church. It's time to put feet to your faith. We've got to stand up and fight for righteousness in this God-blessed constitutional republic. Let me put it this way. We will not back up, back down, give up, or give in. We will boldly stand and fight for this God-blessed constitutional republic. We've got to fight hard for this republic. We've got to fight harder than the third monkey trying to get on the ark, and it's starting to rain, baby. That's how hard we got to fight. We've got to realize that we are in a spiritual battle, and it's time to put on the full armor of God and get outside the four walls of the safety of your church and stand and fight for righteousness. Claim that Jesus Christ is the one that came to save us all. Apparently, y'all aren't as excited about this as I am. Hey, if y'all want to get up and run across the chairs, shout hallelujah. Go ahead and do it, because that's what we need to do. That is America. Some of y'all saying, well, well, pastor, it's so gloom and doom. Well, let me tell you something. Don't you worry about it, because I got a news flash for you. God is still on the throne, and he's still in charge. He's still looking for willing vessels to shine through, and that is us. We need to start being that shining city on a hill once again. Our light has gone dim, but I'm here to tell you tonight we can still, and we should still be, and we will be that shining city on a hill, that beacon of freedom to the whole stinking world, and that beacon of light is the light of Jesus Christ. Hey, I never have a sermon without stepping on someone's toes. So those of you that aren't clapping and aren't excited about living in this God-blessed country, let me tell you something, because I'm talking to you right now. you got to get outside of your little prayer closet and say, oh, bless their heart, because if David and Goliath was fighting today, I'm sure some of y'all would say, well, bless his heart, let's pray for him. If the Lord sends me to slay a giant, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So you got to do the same exact thing. Stand up, church. Rise up and say, no, not today. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You got to take it back, church. You got to rise up and take it back. Well, pastor, I don't know. My pastor don't pray, don't speak like that. Well, let me tell you something. Let me make this very clear. <laughs> don't you dare let the enemy convince you that you're defeated because you're not. God says, although we walk through the valley of the shadow of, of death, we shall fear no evil because he is with us. Let me get theological on you real quickly. 
Look at that word, through. God didn't bring you to it. He's bringing you through it. God just didn't bring the Israelites to the Red Sea. He didn't bring them around it or above it. No, 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 no. God parted the Red Sea and he brought them right through it on dry ground. And when the enemies tried to follow him, he shut them down. Listen to me. We fight from a place of victory because Jesus has already defeated hell and death. The King of kings and Lord of lords who voluntarily, out of an agape love, stood on that tree for you. He came off the cross just three days later. He defeated death and he rose again in three days just like he said he would. Woo! So we are not victims, we are victors. So get up and take your place as a child of the Almighty God. You are magnificently made in His image, and He is still on the throne, and Jesus is at His right hand. You have victory! I'm running out of time, so you got to listen faster. The Bible says faith without action is dead. So I ask you all tonight, are you willing? So many people say, what are we supposed to do next? My question back to you is, what are you willing to sacrifice? Whom in here will stand tonight and say, just like Isaiah did, just like General Flynn did when the Lord says whom shall I send they said send me Lord I'm here send me who in here tonight will stand and say I'm willing to sacrifice here I am Lord send me you know it's an honor to be up here tonight with some amazing men of God Pastor Jackson Lawmeyer, General Flynn, because God has raised up some modern-day Davids that are facing down the Goliaths that we face today. So tonight, I want to publicly thank both of them. I want to say thank you for both fighting for the good fight of faith and for standing strong through it all. You should. You should clap for them. They're putting it all on the line for you. We should thank them for standing in the midst of persecution and prosecution by a crooked Justice Department. General Flynn, you remind me of Elijah. And just like Elijah on Mount Carmel who was surrounded by the enemy, Elijah called down fire from heaven. And the Lord showed up on that day. And Elijah said, we will see this day whose God is the real God. And our God is Jesus Christ. And he will show up and bring fire, Holy Ghost fire from heaven and wipe out all these bad, crooked, evil things going on on the earth today. And he is using men and women like you for such a time as this. So I'm going to end with this tonight. If we don't stand and fight for freedom today, we won't have any freedoms to fight for tomorrow. So I encourage you all to stand. Stand and lock arms at the gates of freedom. And we're going to tell them that we're not backing up, backing down, giving up, or giving in. We will stand and fight, boldly stand and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, and we will make America godly again. Woo! Glory to God. USA. USA, 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 woo!
Hey, will you all give it up for John Bennett? What a pastor, man of God, that's on Team America, Team Jesus. And now he challenged us to some action. He challenged us to some action. You know, talk is cheap. Let me tell you something. Talk is cheap. And the Reawaken America Tour has gone now to 21 cities in the United States of America to help reawaken our nation, to awaken our nation to the corruption, awaken our nation to the point where we have walked away from the Lord. And I can tell you, Clay and Vanessa Clark have sacrificed more than what I could even describe to you. And coming to Las Vegas, you think it would be very easy to put on an event because anybody can have an event in Vegas, Satanists, you know, and anybody. But for some reason, having an event called the Reawaken America Tour in Las Vegas has been nothing but hurdles after hurdles after hurdles that financially cost an extreme amount. And so this event that you are at this weekend is about $800,000 to erect this tent to make sure we have the air conditioning that meets the requirements of the city, to have security that also meets those requirements, the AV, everything that goes into it is about $800,000. Currently, we are in the negative around $200,000 from the amount of tickets that we sold because Clay and Vanessa, they're so generous. You get to name your own price. Isn't that an incredible thing? And so people will say, that Clay and Vanessa are making tremendous sums of money, and I can tell you that is not the case. Right now, we are in the red. And so we're going to put some action behind the cheers that we just had. And I'm a pastor, and anytime a preacher has a microphone, there's two things that they do. They preach, and they take up. Some of you have been to church before. And so we are going to take up an offering tonight for the Reawaken America Tour to help chip away. Yeah, praise God. We're going to put some action to our cheers. And I'm just telling you, if everybody does a little bit, it makes a big difference. And so we're going tonight to receive an offering. There are some people with bags and buckets, and there's many ways that you can give. You can give by cash, whatever you have on you. I'm just telling you, if everybody does a little bit, it adds up to a whole lot. You can make checks out to the Reawaken America Tour. And I just want to encourage you to do something. Do something. You got to name your own price to be here. So have so many other people as well. But we are in the red right now. And we want to make sure that we come along together because these events, how many agree, this is an important moment in U.S. history that people need to be awakened to what is happening in this country. Well, it takes finances. And so... We have some people who have some bags and buckets, and they're going to come walking around, and I would encourage you just to put something in, to put something in, to contribute to help saving this country. And so before they come around, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet with me because I want to lead us in a time of prayer. And whenever I finish praying, influence worship is going to come up to the stage, and they are going to lead us into an atmosphere of worship before Marty Grisham and Loudmouth Prayer comes and teaches us how to pray. But I just want to invite you to engage with our Heavenly Father right now. Father, we come before you, and we join in in this moment with the angels and the archangels that are around your throne right now who are crying out, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 
Lord, we know there is none like you. There is none beside you. None can compare and nobody can compete with you for you are God all by yourself. And we acknowledge you as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we thank you. You are not finished with the United States of America just yet. You still have a call and a purpose for this nation. And so we thank you that one day out of Washington, D.C., justice will flow like a river and righteousness like a never-ending stream for the swamp will be drained in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. The buckets are going to be coming around. I want to encourage you to chip in, get involved, stay standing. Let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords together. You, we worship you, Jesus. We love your presence. We, yeah. we love your presence. Every voice will be lifted high. Every voice will be lifted high. Cause you're worthy. Cause you're worthy. Sing your song. How great is our God. Sing. today and every day, yeah? Amen, amen. We sing about this amazing grace. Who's thankful for the grace of God in your life? I know that I'm thankful that I'm changed. 
because of the power of God and what he's done for me and my family. Let's sing who breaks the power of sin and darkness. And who breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty, so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Hallelujah. And who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder and leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is unfailing love That you would take my place Oh, thank you, Lord That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life Then I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for you've done for me all that you've done for me we say thank you lord sing who brings our chaos who brings our chaos back into order who makes the orphans a son and daughter the king of glory the king above all kings and who rules the nation that's jesus This is amazing grace. Yeah, sing it out. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. Thank you, Lord. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. And I would be set free. you've done for me. I want to sing this together. It's a real simple line. We say, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. There is no one more worthy than you, Jesus. Worthy to receive our attention, our focus, our heart, our sacrifice. We give it all to you because you're worthy. Oh, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Sing, worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the
some praise across the room today. Oh, we sing thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. see an outpouring of his Holy Spirit in this place. Come on, if that's your prayer for this weekend, not just that we get to learn things about politics, which is incredible and we need to be empowered, but we need to see a move of God's Spirit in this place. And Lord, we just pray that you would permeate this tent, God, and surrounding this tent, Lord, would you draw people in by your Holy Spirit, God, not by our words not even by our efforts, God, but by your Holy Spirit, because we can do nothing apart from your Spirit, Lord. So we pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit over Vegas, Lord. We pray for salvations, God. And Lord, any wayward sons, daughters, grandchildren, Lord, that they would come home, God, that they would come home to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Lord, and that they would experience true freedom. Lord, that's our prayer over this weekend. God, would you bless this time that we worship you, God. We worship you first and foremost. We give you our first fruits, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We thank you.
Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working.
of God here. Just lift up one hand right now. Oh Lord, just lift up two. Oh Lord, we welcome you in this place. Hallelujah. Woo. Ha ha. Ha. Go ahead and sit down. Can you hold that note? is good and his mercy endureth forever say this with me the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever do you know that you're in the army I remember when I was a little boy oh I was a beautiful little boy Jenny, if you could have only known me. By the way, I'm Marty, and this is Jenny of Loud Mouth Prayer. <laughs> we'll tell you who we are in just a second, but I'm kind of getting in the spirit. Is that okay? I remember when I was a little boy, I saw the first time that poster of Uncle Sam. Remember that guy? And he had he he honestly looked like a really skinny really angry Colonel Sanders, right? He was like this, and he had the beard and the American hat, and he's like, I want you! God wants you. There's an army. He calls you to. And it's an army of prayer. It's an army that cannot just change Las Vegas. Come on! But it can change a state. It can change a nation. And so we're going to spend a few minutes talking to you about that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But first, we'd like to show you a video. Welcome to Loudmouth Prayer. We are intercessors, prayer warriors, watchmen on the wall who know how to connect heaven and earth. Together, we're restoring our nation through prayer. We're building a mighty army of believers to pray, and we want you. We invite you to join this army at loudmouthprayer.org. In addition to our daily training sessions, we hold Loudmouth Prayer Healing Revivals 
live prayer events, and we travel with the Reawaken America Tour throughout the nation. This is what we need you to do right now. Go to loudmouthprayer.org and click on Start Praying Today to join this powerful movement of prayer. You can watch us on Rumble, YouTube, and Facebook. Just search for Loudmouth Prayer. Together, we will restore our nation through prayer. How many of you believe we can save a nation? Stand up. I'm telling you, how many of you think we can save a nation? One of the misconceptions, one of the problems in the body of Christ, you know the body of Christ is everybody that's been saved. One of the problems is people think God's in control. And even with me saying that, I can tell you, some of you are like, till, 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 but God is in control. Let me tell you something. My God is not in control when 50 million babies are slaughtered. I'm going to say that again. My God is not in control when the darkness has done what it's done to the little ones. My God is not in control when children in our own school where we live, teachers sit at the table in the teacher's lounge and they're witches and they're teaching the children spells and they're bragging about it. No. So let me talk to you. Go ahead and sit back down. Why do you keep standing up? Let me tell you something about my God. My God is glorious. My God is majestic. He is full of splendor, full of majesty. He's powerful. He is a God of love. He is amazing in every way. But he's not in control. Because... Well, just sit, put your little seatbelt on, sweetie. I'm going to tell you about it. He made us in control. And the reason why 50 million babies are killed and the reason why all the stuff has happened is because the church has not done their job. But that's why you're here. So you know I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching with you because you are not the problem. You're the solution. That's why you're here tonight. The problem didn't want to come. The problem are the pastors that refuse to talk about politics and putting Christians in a place to be able to move government and the laws of the land and implement the laws of God. That's the problem. The problem are all the people in the church who don't want to do anything but sit on a pew. But I'm not talking to them tonight, am I? I'm talking to people already enlisted in the army. That's who you are. Look on, your, look on the stripes. Look at the stripes on your sleeve. Yeah, look at your papers. You've already, you're already enlisted. You're called to pray in the army of prayer. You're called to change your city. I spoke to someone tonight that drove down from New York. Raise your hand. There you go. She drove down from New York. Does that sound like someone that's the problem? No, that's the solution. 
People who will give their time, their money, and put calluses on their knees for the children, for the nation, for the leaders of the nation. You want me, you want me to go there? You want me to go there? Okay, I'll go there. I'll go there, Aaron. Aaron, don't make me go there. Okay, he just made me go there. The Lord took me in the spirit about a year and a half ago. I'm standing before President Donald J. Trump in the realm of the... Yeah, I'm talking to you, little one. I'm standing in the spirit before him, and the Lord said, put your hand on his chest in the realm of the unseen, and I did. And the Lord said, I want you to begin to pray for this man. Three things. Number one, pray that he's surrounded by the right people. Pray for divine intervention. Say that with me, divine intervention. So for divine intervention to take place, the Lord said, pray for him to be surrounded by the right people. Pray for him to know how to implement this divine intervention. And then pray for him to know you ready? When? And that's the big question. That's the problem everybody's having with all the prophets. When? When, Aaron? When's divine intervention? I can tell you when we're going to have divine intervention. When the church wakes up and prays. We're not waiting on a president. We're not waiting on a sleepy Joe to go to sleep for a long time. We're waiting on the body of Christ to make some calluses on their knees. Come together in unity. The prophets missed it concerning Trump. Boo-hoo-hoo. Listen, God needs us to pray. I thought y'all would like that boo-hoo a little bit more. Come on. That was a pretty good boo-hoo. Listen, when you're called to be God's man, you're just God's man until God picks another man. And I'm here to tell you today, the office from which I stand, he's still God's man. So stand real quick, hurry, hurry. Let's pray together. Let's pray together those three things. Divine intervention. We're going to pray that he does, he shows the president the right people to be around. He shows him the right time and the right way to implement that divine intervention. Can you hook your faith up with me? Do you know that's what the prayer of agreement looks like? You actually agree. We are agreeing. You remember in the Bible, multiple times in the book of Acts, something powerful about the place was shaken. Do you know why it was shaken every time? Because they were in one accord in one place. Well, we're in one place. You're already enlisted in an army of prayer. So let's just get in one accord which means we agree upon the thing we, we pray. Are you able? Are you ready? 
Now, let me tell you, faith is a spiritual substance. You don't have to repeat every word I pray. You need to reach out and grab a hold of those words with a faith, a conviction, a persuasion on the inside of you and say, I believe those words. They're for me. I demand those words in this nation. Are you ready? Now, if you're not ready, those of you who think I'm crazy, go ahead and sit down. We can all see who you are. I'm serious. Okay, that's kind of serious. Father God, let's raise up at least one hand. No, raise up two. Father God, we come to you. I know, right? This is going to be a good night. Father, we thank you in the precious name of Jesus. For the divine cycle of times and the... Yes, yes, in the realm of the unseen, I see it's no longer, it's no longer the calendar of the year spinning, says the Lord. It's no longer the hour hand spinning, says the Lord. It is now the second hand spinning for the day of divine intervention. So we come to you now, Father, in the name of Jesus, and we plea, and we come before you, and we petition you for divine intervention, that you would surround President Donald J. Trump with the right people. Say this, the right people. The right people, Lord. Godly counsel. Bring in divine wisdom. Now, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that divine intervention will be implemented at the exact right time. As your hand moves upon that man. And, Father, we thank you and we ask that the way they implement it the way it's done is done in your plan, your purpose, your pursuit. You do it, Father, through the man you've called for this hour. So we believe that the cycles of time are coming to an end very soon. And divine intervention will fall into place. And those that live in darkness will be replaced. I cannot even tell you how strong the Holy Spirit gave me those last words to be replaced. The day of reckoning is at hand. But I've got news for you. It's not the hand of a federal uh, officer. It's not the hand of the Supreme Court. Ah, it's not the hand of some Senate council. It's by the hand of God.
Well, needless to say, none of that was rehearsed. Go ahead and sit down because you're just standing up too much. I want to take this time to talk to you a few minutes about how beautiful of a young man I was. Oh, charming. Okay, I was just joking. Just getting you settled down a little bit. Praise God. Well, how are we doing tonight? All right, praise God. Well, so I was going to just talk about praying for the nation because this is Loudmouth Prayer Nation. We want you to join us. I do a daily show, Monday through Friday, and my beautiful Sweet Pea, the glorious Jenny. Who knows Sweet Pea? Come on, there she is. She joins me, she, and we do a show on Sunday, and we basically are just going to cram the Word of God inside you. We're going to hook up and just like a water hose, just inject you full. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So we want you to join us because how many of you that watch us all the time can say your lives will never be the same? And it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the incomparable Word of God. The Word of God is a seed. And when you get it inside you, the Holy Spirit will water it and it will grow. And it will produce fruit in your life. So we welcome you, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, to check us out at Loud Mouth Prayer. And join every Friday we do a show where we talk about praying for the nation. And we've been teaching on intercession who likes intercession? Come on now. So speaking about intercession really quickly. Oh, by the way, I invited some friends tonight, Amanda Grace and Julie Green. I, told, I promised them a bologna sandwich after the service. They said, we'll be there. You'd be surprised at how much those two can eat like 10 or 12 bologna sandwiches. Ask them. Ask them. Jenny, ain't that the truth? Jenny said that's not the truth. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. <clears throat> so, so I've got about two or three minutes here. I want to pray for Las Vegas. And I want you... If you're from this area and you've already been praying for this city, I want you to come down to the front. I know some of you come and you love Las Vegas. If you have a heart for Las Vegas, if you live in Las Vegas, and I feel the Spirit of God coming up on me, oh, my, my, my. Yes. Yes. Come on down. The price is right, and you're the next contestant. Who's the next contestant, Bob? All of these prayer warriors. Hallelujah. You know, price is right. Okay, well, whatever. So, Hallelujah. Now, listen out there. I know y'all are getting comfortable, and y'all ready to see Amanda and Julie. I understand that, but I want your faith to keep hooking up with us because we and you, we're going to pray for Las Vegas. A lot have said, Sin City. That is a lie from the pits of hell. That is a lie from Satan's rear end. Everybody say rear end. Okay, now you can't get mad at me because you said it too. You see, praise God. All right. You represent a city of God. 
I'm going to speak to you. You represent a city of God, and there's a grace upon you. Now, grace is ability. Grace isn't just the thing that saved you where you don't go to hell. Grace is the thing that makes you walk, talk, and just look like Jesus to this city. So there's a grace on you how to speak over this city, to say, and there's a grace on you how to pray. So even now, I believe the spirit of grace is settling upon you. Raise your hands up. I believe right now the spirit of intercession. I've never done something like this before, but it's okay because I'm not the boss. I believe even now, can we have so little, do we have our music guy? We don't have a music guy. Jenny, can you do some slow rap? Okay, she said no. Keep your hands up. We're still in the spirit. Y'all got to pray for these guys. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Right now, everyone point your hands toward these guys. Because, ha-ha, as goes this city, goes the state. As goes this city, goes gambling addictions in this nation. See, it's an addiction. And addictions many times are driven by devils. So it's a devilish addiction. But you bring in a divine assignment. So, Father, I'm asking you now in the name of Jesus to let the spirit of prayer warriors and intercession come upon every one of these. That they'll not just do what they do individually, but they'll begin, I'm saying something, to put together unity where they're gathering together, not just one or two or even more, praying for this city. So, Father, I thank you even now in the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. Right now, we call you on. We call you down. We call you down. We call you down. Oh, yeah, okay, so. Let me get here. Now, prayer warriors of the city, let's pray for this city. Now, real quickly, we're fixing to wrap up. There's kind of two ways to pray. One of them's not really pray. To pray means you talk to him. The other kind is where we talk to the enemy. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's what we do. We tell him where to go. We tell him to shut up. We tell him to leave the people alone. So you do it. I do it. Let's do it together. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that we come before you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the authority of the believer. Satan, we're talking to you. In the name of Jesus, we command you, get out of our city. Sexual perversion, go. You stinking foul devils roaming the streets, we're calling you out. We clean the air of your darkness in the name of Jesus. We command you to leave this city. We command you to shut your mouths. Quit tormenting. Quit killing. Quit stealing. And quit destroying in the name of Jesus. There's a divine reason we're here. Reawakened sitting all over this room. There's a divine reason we're in this city. Because we're not just saving America. We're saving the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Praise God. You can stand there as long as you want.
Well, hallelujah. Well, I'm going to welcome one of my friends out, Amanda Grace. Jenny and I have had, and Chris, and Chris, Amanda and Chris, please come on out. Jenny and I have had the uh, an honor of being able to become friends and spend time in ministry. Here they are. They have got some wonderful things to share with you tonight. Praise God. Amanda, your hair is bigger than ever. Hallelujah. Closer to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hello, Las Vegas. This is our first time in Las Vegas. Actually, my parents' honeymoon in Las Vegas. It took me 44 years to get here. So what I'm going to do is I am going to have Chris pray quick. I'm going to say what you all know I'm about to say, and then I'm going to let the Lord go before me and say what he wants to say. Ashua, Jesus, you are our king. We worship you, Lord, and we come to praise you, Lord, right now. And Holy One, filling this temple, oh, Lord, please fill this temple. The Holy Spirit of Fasua, Jesus, the Father, all the all the people here coming to praise you, Lord. Please fill this temple, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. Okay. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, allow us the humble privilege of being vessels of your power. Thank you, Lord. So, praise the Lord. The Lord has been speaking a lot about many things. And I want to take you to Genesis chapter 39 which is, many of you know, is part of the story of Joseph. And in Genesis chapter 39, Joseph finds himself in favor with Potiphar. He's sold as a slave by his own brothers, bought by the Ishmaelites, which is that whole line of Ishmael coming back to try to take the seed again. And he goes... To Egypt and the Lord's hand is with him. It doesn't matter he's in Egypt. The Lord's hand is with him. The Lord doesn't need you in a sprawling place in a perfect economy and a perfect presidency and a perfect government for his hand to be with you. He's not subject to the earthly systems that have been put in place. They're subject to him. Praise the Lord. So Joseph finds himself in a predicament. He's accused of a crime he didn't commit. He was
was there with Potiphar's wife. He was there, but he didn't commit the crime he was accused of. And Joseph's put in prison. And in prison, he meets, he has a lot of favor, even in prison. The Lord's hand was with him because God's ways are not our ways. What looks like a complete setback, what looks like a complete mess, what looks like it's all over, the Lord is a master chess player and he is moving the pieces into place. He's moving them into place, even when we don't see it. This is why we have to ask the Lord to give us vision in this time to see what he sees. Because then we know how to pray into the vein of it. We know how to prophesy to those dry bones that they may live. And so Joseph finds himself in prison, running the prison. And he meets a cupbearer who was Pharaoh's cupbearer who fell out of grace with him. And he interprets a dream for him. And he said to him, remember me when you go back before Pharaoh, because he tells him he's going to be exonerated. It took two years, but that cupbearer was the key that opened the prison doors for Joseph and set him free. That cupbearer, that person in a corrupt court, in a court that wasn't godly, was the key to Joseph's deliverance. And I'm going to tell you something interesting. The year 5784 that we're coming into in September this year on the Jewish calendar, on the Hebrew calendar. I did a lot of digging on this. And 5784, the year we're coming into, stands for the doors opening for Joseph. The prison doors opening for Joseph. And deliverance. It may not look like we think, but 5784 heavily correlates with the doors opening for Joseph. And the enemy is doing what he's doing right now because he's running scared. He's running scared and he's frantic and he's blitzing and he's putting on a full court press and he's throwing everything he's got at his people. This is why the Lord in this time, it doesn't matter if it's in your household, if it's in your business, if it's in the government, if it's in the church, he's cleaning house. He's cleaning house. The Judases, those that want to be tools of the enemy, those that want to cause chaos and confusion, the Lord is allowing them to be swept out in this time. And Marty was talking about salt just a minute ago. And you know what's the interesting, there's an interesting attribute about salt. Yes, it preserves. Salt will also go into a wound and clean it out. And it stings and it hurts when it goes into that wound. But it has a cleansing property to it. We are the salt. We are the standard. We're meant to go into the wounds of this city, of this nation, of the church, and clean them out. We are made for this. We are built for this. God has raised us up for this in this time. It is no accident you're alive during this time. 
We are the standard bearers. We are meant to carry a very heavy standard right now. That is meant to topple high places in this nation. That is meant to bulldoze over those perverse things, those ungodly things. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. It doesn't matter what you see in the natural. It matters that you partner with your faith with Almighty God in the spirit. And that is released in the spirit that brings forth the results in the natural. It doesn't matter what you see. The enemy wants to get you so focused right now on what you see. He wants to get you downright panicked on what you see. You know why? Because you break your faith in. And when you break your faith, you create a weak point and he can get in an attack. Right now, we have to set our face like flint in our faith. You should see by what's happening in the natural that there is a great war in the heavenlies over this nation. You should see it. The Lord has warring angels stationed at the four corners of this nation right now. They're there. They are there. And they are withstanding. And I've said this before from the Lord that he's written his judgments onto scrolls and he's handed them to his army and he has sent them into the earth in this time. We have to activate it with this rather than letting the enemy hijack it to speak against the very thing we want to see come to pass. We have to catch ourselves right now. We have to. Because the enemy wants to cause such tiredness and frustration that we start speaking out of this and causes more warfare. It causes more warfare for us. That's what the enemy wants. That you will cause your own warfare for yourself. That we will cause more warfare for the nation. We are the remnant. We are not meant to cause warfare that assists the enemy. We are meant to topple strongholds. We are meant to utilize the authority of the believer. And use it. And know that authority. And operate it. And speak it. And be on a hairpin trigger with it. Because in this time, dreams and visions are increasing for the body of Christ. You are going to have more dreams and visions than you've had in years. You know why? Because the Lord, through the noise, wants to speak to his people and instruct them in this hour. So they have the instructions and strategies from heaven. So they are in the right position in this nation. We are activating our faith. We are coming into agreement. We are utilizing the entire armor of God. And in doing that in partnership with God, we will see mountains move in this nation that the enemy has tried to establish for hundreds of years. Thank you. I was just asking Jenny how much more time I have. More. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm going to read to you 
an excerpt of a word from the Lord that was from April 8th, 2021. This was two and a half years ago. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, it is minutes to midnight where past and present president shall be judged. This is two and a half years ago. The Lord gave this. Then he goes deeper and he says in their army of skeletons crammed into safes and safe houses shall the locks be cut and a sea of skeletons so shall spill out says the Lord and it shall expose the Jekyll and Hyde lives of these leaders the front and back office the dirtiness of black books illegal weapons runs and exchanges for commodities and stock options involvements with drug lords and terrorist groups. And it goes on and it says the shock and outrage at who has met and agreements made shall enrage the people to a point of clear separation as hostility boils over at the leaders of these nations. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That was right before Passover. God is the righteous judge. He judges righteously. He sees the inwards of the heart we don't see. And no man escapes the measuring rod of God. No man. This is why right now it is almighty God that needs to move through us for this nation to be delivered. For the church to be delivered. The enemy has come up with a very crafty scheme where he took part of the church and put it at war within itself because he knows what a house divided cannot stand. And he took part of the church and he put it at war within itself. And when your brother and sister wants to war against you like that, you pray for them and you move on and you press on towards the mark of the high calling to you have the fulfillment of everything God has spoken into your lives and into this nation. There is a breach that has to be turned. This is like a breach birth. And when a breach birth happens, it is all the wrong way. It is out of order. It is the wrong way. Nothing is the way it's supposed to be. And it puts the life of the baby in danger and puts the life of the mother in danger at times. And a doctor, because God is the great physician, has to work quickly to turn the breach. And it gets intense, and it gets bumpy, and it gets pressure-filled, and it is not fun. But when that breach turns, delivery does happen. And we are in the process right now of turning a very deformed breach that has happened. We're entering the biggest turn in recent history. And when you enter an enormous turn, everything goes sideways for a minute like you didn't have your V8. Everything goes sideways. Everything gets thrown for a minute. The important part is that when that happens, we allow the Lord to maintain control of the wheel. That we don't try to prematurely take it from him. That we don't try to put it on somebody else to do. That we don't try to put the weight of the entire nation on one person. But we pray into that and into the vein of that situation. And we let the Lord go before us in that turn. Because the fact these things are happening 
is evidence of the great war that's happening in the realm of the spirit. It's evidence of it. And judges, I'm going to warn judges right now. You are representatives of Almighty God on earth. You're representatives. You will be judged in this hour for your judgments. You will be judged in this hour for your judgments, whether they were righteous and pure or corrupt and perverted. You will be judged. And the Lord is raising up Joseph's in this hour, and he's raising up Joshua's. Why? Because God promised us this land, and we have to get it back. He promised it to us. And we have to get it back. We have the power to do that and to trample on serpents and scorpions against all the power of the enemy so nothing shall by any means hurt us, but we have to believe it. What the enemy is doing right now is he's causing people to hear the words, but to not believe. Because it's from that belief, that faith, that it wells up and the power of God comes out of you. And many of you out here right now have been timid to do that. The Lord is saying, come out with him in this hour. Stop waiting in the shallow end. Stop it. Come out into the deeper end with him in faith. Don't be timid or hesitant anymore. Either you trust him or you don't. He wants you out on that limb with him. He made me walk out on a very, very long limb with him. And I did it. And you know what he did? He changed my entire life because of it. You have a window right now. Las Vegas has a window. This city will not be the same by the time this is over. There's going to be more demons screaming out of people and coming out and being cast out and being dealt with for what they have put in the soil that is sacred to God. When they put in the soil what is unholy and unrighteous, when that ground was sacred to God, Almighty God has a problem with that. And he utilizes us and he marches in with his power and he will clean house. And that will happen before the end of this weekend. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Receive it. And give the Lord all his due praise right now as we close. All of it. He deserves it. He is far above every power, principality, and might. He deserves all our glory, honor, and praise in the middle of this. Praise is the weapon. It is the faith that we see past the circumstance that is happening. Activate it right now. Activate it all weekend. Some of you are going to go home completely radically changed and transformed before this is over. And I release that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Amanda. Praise God. Thank you, God. Hey, real quickly, General Flynn wants to share something with you. Is that okay? All right, I'm only going to take a couple of minutes because the, the wonderful, great, and beautiful Julie Green is going to come out and follow me. So, in, in, uh, you know that, that you know, the, from the Twitter files, don't put that picture up yet. Okay, thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Appreciate it. So from the Twitter files, we learned about those of us that were under attack and, you know, the previous Twitter ownership, they had a, a group of us on, a, on a, like a targeting list, right? Anybody in the military knows what a 
targeting list is. They target you, right? On that list, Donald Trump was number one. Rudy Giuliani was number three. Epic Times, Gateway Pundit. I mean, and then I was number, I think, six. And they immediately... So right after January 6th, in fact, I think it was January 8th, if I'm not mistaken, or January 7th of 2021, we were all knocked off of Twitter. Now, everything's fast forward. You know, I'm back on Twitter, at Jen Flynn, if you want to follow me. But it's not, this is not about me. Now, Donald Trump, okay, and I, like I said, I, I stayed in close contact with him. I was talking with him the other night to just make sure he's fired up. You know, he's, I mean, this is a man that loves his country. And any noise that you hear, any noise that you hear about Donald Trump's health or, you know, he's getting old, bullshit, okay? Excuse my language. This man, this man's never touched a drop of alcohol, never smoked a cigarette. He was a, you know, in high school, he was a ball player. He was a baseball player, very good shortstop. He actually was looked at for Major League Baseball, plus both of his parents, they lived in, into their 90s. This guy's as fit, he's as fit as me, okay? So, now, all that said, I'm going to show you a picture. All right, go ahead and put it up. All right, take, take a look at that picture for a second. Okay, Donald Trump has not tweeted... He has not tweeted since January 8th, 2021. This is his first tweet. And, and you know what this is? And, and, for, the, and for, the, for the corrupt, pathetic people we have leading this country, this is a, and I'll, I'll do it like this. This is a big middle finger to you, okay? So Donald Trump is, you know, this, I'm telling you, and like he says, you know, it says election interference, never surrender. We will, this country, the beautiful people that we have, that, that point about I make about what's in our DNA, they just don't know us. These people don't realize what they're up against, okay? We will never quit. We will never surrender. And I wanted to make sure that I brought that point home because Julie Green's going to come out here and knock your socks off. She's a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, prophetic leader. God bless you all. Thank you. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but that's America's general. Come on now. <clears throat> We're going to change gears for a second because about a year and a half ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to begin to have healing revivals in the city of Tulsa. We recently have had two. Our first one, Amanda Grace joined us. <clears throat> the second one, Julie Green joined us. <clears throat> we have another one coming up. September the 25th, 15th, 15th and 16th, if you are sick and you don't like that very much, you should consider coming to Tulsa. 
Now, I want you to, I want you to know that I have a booth out there, and I purposely had it set across the aisle from uh, Ark of Grace, Amanda's booth. So tomorrow and the next day, we're going to have some times where we're praying for the sick. And we're going to pray to help some people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I want you to understand something. God said to me, I want you to have healing revival meeting in the city of Tulsa. And soon, we're going to carry those across the nation. We just recently had one of Joe's friends, Joe right here, with the powerful sunglasses, our friend Joe. We call him Shotgun in Tulsa. One of his very dear friends had a tumor in their brain. The doctor operated on that tumor. When the operation was over, the doctor said, you're going to go home to heaven. It's terminal. There's nothing we can do. But when God, when man can't do something, we know someone who can. <clears throat> do you know Jesus himself said, with God, all things are possible. To him who believes, all things, say that with me, all things are possible. So she came to our healing revival and multiple people ministered to her. And then about three or four weeks later, she had an MRI and she never had any chemo. She never had any radiation, but the tumor was gone. <clears throat> there was another lady there. I remember the Lord specifically said to me at the last healing revival, that he wanted me to speak to tumors. Do you know stinking, filthy diseases have ears? Now, they don't have floppy ones like Marty's big ones here, but they can hear because Jesus said, if you'll speak to the mountain, it will move. Well, do you know why the mountain moves? Because it can hear you. Because in the realm of the Spirit, faith-filled words, they don't operate the same way in the realm of the natural. So spiritual things, things of the unseen, they hear spiritual words. So when you speak to the common cold, when you speak to COVID, when you speak to tumors, when you speak to heart disease, when you speak to broken bones, when you speak to kidney disease, it all has ears. So that tumor was spoken to and it heard, and it had to obey what was said. She did not have chemo from man. She did not have radiation from man. Oh my, but she had gods. Do you think medical science invented chemo? I think God did. Do you think his spiritual chemo and radiation can be held back. It can burn out, decay, draw out, suck out any cancer or tumors in your body. Well, Jenny and I have another friend we're going to invite up in just a minute. I was on her show. Her name's Julie Green. I was on her show 
the very first show she and I did together, we got wound up like just going after sickness and disease. I remember that show. It was so powerful. And we commanded cancer. People begin to write in and say how they literally had cancer. They could feel cancer leaving them. Just because we speak it. Because when you believe a thing, Jesus said you can have that thing. Well, do you have your Bible with you? It's okay, I've got mine. Let me just tell you one scripture. Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. He's not changed. Who redeems your life from destruction. He's not changed. I'm sorry that you might have gone to a church where the pastor was weak and only could read the word but couldn't understand it. But I'm here to tell you today, there's still a God that heals. I said there's still a God that heals. If you believe, he'll do it for you. That is my introduction to our friend Julie Green. Wonderful introduction, Marty. <laughs> and I guess bologna sandwiches. <laughs> but first, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Something changed uh, before I came up here, and I spoke to the wonderful America's General before I got up here. And when I was starting to pray, and I knew I was gonna start praying for you guys, and I'm going to do that. But one of the things that the Lord kept bringing up to me is, "You need to pray for my son. You need to pray for Trump." And all of a sudden, when I see the mugshot back there. Not only do we have to pray for the healing of this country, because right now we're in an American Revolutionary War, but we're also in a civil war. We have people who are excited right now, and we have people who are angry right now. But God is not only the God that can heal the wounded, and he can heal sickness and disease, but God can also heal a country. And that's what I want to pray today. I want all of you guys to stand on your feet. I know you guys have been sitting again for a while. But I want you to agree with me, because right now we are under the greatest attack that we have ever been in. We're under attack for not only for our nation, but we are an attack in our bodies. We're an attack in our minds. The enemy is going out and he's doing everything he possibly can to destroy, to destroy each and every one of you individually. He is trying to destroy each and every one of us in our nation. And not only in this nation, but around the world. And when I saw that picture of the rightful president and I saw the persecution, well, I will tell you what brings persecution, God is going to bring promotion. And so what we are going to do is we are going to stand on the behalf of our president. We're going to stand for the healing 
doing and that God is going to keep moving him up because everything that Satan means for harm, God is going to turn it around. So Heavenly Father, right now, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we lift our rightful president up to you, Father God, and we lift up this nation. And we thank you, Father God, that not only can you heal the sick, but I thank you, Father God, that you can heal this nation. And Heavenly Father, right now, we ask you to breathe with our rightful president in the name of Jesus. We thank you for lifting him up. We thank you for strengthening him. And everything that the enemy is doing to harm him, I thank you, Father God, you are turning around. You are turning around and you're doing more damage to the enemy's camp. And what they were sitting there laughing and joking around with that thing, I thank you, Father God, with that mugshot, it will rise people up that were not awake before. I thank you right now for a healing across this nation, Father God, because this nation is one nation under God. And we stand here, Father God, today, and we are calling down our enemies. We are calling down all the sickness that they have brought. We are calling down all the stress they have brought. We're calling down every single thing that they have done against us and our rightful president, and we're calling it down today. Because, Father God, you are the great I am, and there's nothing impossible to you or for you. And we thank you, Father God, for it. In Jesus' name. I hope that all of you are seeing right now the healing that has to come. And as we prayed for our president and as we prayed for this country, I also want to pray for each and every one of you. Because I know not only has he been attacked, but we have all been attacked. Because our enemy is trying to bring us down to our knees. How many of you have gotten and grown weary in this battle? Raise your hands, it's okay. How many of you have not only grown weary, but you have been under attack spiritually and physically? How many of you are fed up with it? Because I tell you, I'm fed up with all this crap. I'm fed up with the enemy is doing to our country. I'm fed up with what he's doing to our children. I'm fed up with what he's doing to us and our bodies. I'm fed up. And I want to know how many people know that God is a God that not only can heal, but that God will heal. God will heal you. And God will heal this country. But in order for us, remember, we are in the greatest battle of our lives. We're in the greatest battle not only in this nation, we are in the greatest battle around the world because we have globalists trying to destroy each and every one of us. You may not know them, but they know you. That's why they have all of these things in order to track everything that we do. But God. <laughs> I love those two words, but God. God is a God who knows their number. God is a God who knows their plan. And God is a God who will stop everything that they're doing. But I want to pray over you because I am so fed up with all the things that I am hearing that people are under. The amount of cancer, the amount of addictions, the amount of all these things that are tormenting God's people. And I am fed up with our adversary trying to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now I know you have heard a lot of word tonight already. But I want, to, I want you guys to hear something. When I was uh, going over what God wanted me to talk about tonight,
There was a scripture. This is one scripture about healing. When the Lord sees the blood, he will pass over me, and the plague shall not be upon me to destroy me. You know they're trying to do plagues again. And what does God see? God sees the blood. So what do we need to do? Plead the blood. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of you. And that's something that you guys should do on a continual basis. I want you guys to be armed every single day. That you are going out to work, you're going out to a shopping mall, whatever you are, you be armed because you're in a war. You're in a war where your enemy is trying to destroy you every single moment of every day. But you have the greatest thing in the world, and that is the name of Jesus. You have the greatest blood that there ever was, that was ever shed, and it was shed for you and I. And not only does it shed for you and I, but I will promise you that blood that has been spoken, it is speaking right now of all the people who have shed their blood for this nation. It cries to Almighty God for healing of this land. And God is a God who will do it. He can be trusted and he will be. But every single person who needs prayer tonight, how many of are you? Raise your hand. Almost every single person here. I want you guys all because you can't, there's not enough room for you at the altar. But I want all of you right now to lift your hands. And I want all of you to be determined that you will not leave here with any single thing that you have. I don't care the symptoms on your body. I don't care what the doctors have told you. I want you to remember who God is. And God is greater than your feelings. God is greater than those symptoms. And God is greater than that disease. God is greater than the thoughts in your mind that are telling you to end your life. God's power is greater than any type of pain that is in your body. Jesus has already taken it away for you. And your enemy is trying to get you to believe and to torment you with it. But I promise you that God is greater than what you feel right now. So Heavenly Father, right now, by the blood of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over every person at the sound of my voice. Whether they're here or they're watching online, Father God, I want to praise and thank you that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we proclaim a war on our enemy with every sickness, with every disease, with every pain and affliction. And no matter what is going on in their bodies, I thank you, Father God, for your glory to fill this tent, for your glory to touch each and every one of them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And right now, Satan, I command you, I command you to release every single one of these people. You are rebuked by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are rebuked by the name of Jesus Christ. And I proclaim right now their healing. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for coming down. I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for your miracle working power. Everything, Father God, that you have in store for them. I thank you right now for your glory to touch them from the top of their heads. Right now that they will not be the same. Visit them, Father God, in their rooms, in their vehicles, wherever you have to touch them, Father God. I thank you that they from now on will never be the same person again. I thank you for rising them up out of that darkness, rising them up out of that destruction, rising them up out 
out of that weariness, rising them up, Father God, for they are here for such a time as this. And I thank you for that you are realizing it. They are realizing you, Father God, and how important each and every one of them are to you. And I thank you right now for changing their lives, that they are realizing that they have the power of Almighty God that reigns on the inside of them, and it crushes every power of the enemy. And I thank you, Father God, that you are showing us all that we can do in you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God is. And one of the things that I want you guys to say all the time is to say that I'm free. Stop saying you're sick. Say, I'm free. I'm free from every attack. I'm free from any, every negative thought. I'm free from any pain. I'm free from that doctor's report. I am free from any assignment that the enemy has for me. I am blood-bought. I am blood-washed, child of the Most High God. And I am free today in Jesus' name. One of the things I want to tell you is when you are saying that I have this and I have that, you are giving him a door, the enemy a door to walk right in. Get angry. When you feel that pain and it tries to come back and say, you're not healed, say, shut up. I am healed because Jesus is my healer. If you keep, try if you see if you keep seeing the enemy with all of their attacks against this nation, with all the viruses they want to bring, with all the shutdowns they want to bring, with all the things that we're trying to do, don't comply to a lie. Don't comply to a lie with what they're trying to do but don't comply to a lie of what your enemy is trying to do to you. You have more power in you than your enemy could ever hope or wish they had. Because you are a child of God. And you have the greater one on the inside of you. So with that, I'm going to give the microphone back. God bless each and every one of you, and we will see you once again tomorrow. But know that you are not alone, and know that God is bigger than anything that you see. God bless you. Thank you, Miss Green, Reverend Green. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we are going to dismiss in just a second, but we want to ask one thing of you. We want to pray over just the next two days. <clears throat> There's a lot of people coming that have never been to a reawaken. Many of you have not come yourself to one before. <clears throat> and if you haven't, I'm telling you, you don't know what's in store. You're fixed to be surrounded by four to 5,000 people that believe like you, that think like you, that love a nation like you, that cherish God like you. There's nothing like it. You've heard people put this down and talk crazy about it. This is the most wonderful movement right now because it's the body of Christ stepping back into government, stepping back into finances, stepping back into medical, stepping back in and taking care of the children. So, you think you can hold hands by that, that person sitting next to you? <clears throat> stand or sit, hold hands. Go ahead and stand up. Last time. 
we're fixing to dismiss. We're fixing to dismiss, and, and we'll leave. But I, I'm telling you, there's people coming that need to hear the things that are going to be said, right? Right? God wants to touch their hearts. They, they're hurting. They're deceived. They're confused. There will be witches come here to try to cast spells and mess stuff up here. Oh, no, not on our, not on our watch. No! No! I say the Spirit of God's going to jump on them like a wild dog. I'm telling you. Come on now! Greater is He who is in me and you than He who's in the world. So let's just unleash God on them. Father God, we thank you. Every single person for the next two days that comes in this tent. I don't care if they're media. I don't care if there's someone picking up trash. I'm telling you, every single person, we're asking for a fall, a move of your spirit upon their lives that just move upon the darkness that has tried to hold them and to rip it off. Holy Spirit, you're the master of hearts. You've created them. We're asking you for you for two days to heal them. Touch them with your healing balm. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to do that again. Woo! And I sense even right now the Spirit of God is falling in this place. So we welcome you. <laughs> we welcome you. Two more days of what you do best, Lord. We know you'll do it because we're asking now in one accord. In the precious name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. We love you. Doors open 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, doors open. Good night. Elvis has left the building. You know, because, you know, we're in Vegas. Thank you tonight, Lord. It's not too hard. It's not too dark. It's not too far gone. We prophesy a spirit of revival, God, over this city. We speak a spirit of unity over the church. Lord, we pray tonight, God, that as the worship goes up, walls of division would come down. I pray this be, would be a dynamic season of synergy synergy and I just speak that over the church of this region synergy and momentum you're not hiding 
You're not backtracking. You're exploding forward.